You are now tuned into the Wake the Flock Up Network. When it comes to entertainment in Los Angeles, one production company has it on lock. Young Baca Productions. From a bi-monthly show at the Airliner in Los Angeles, to the many shows, to the B-Side Forum, to the State of Battle Rap on the B-SideChannel.com, Young Baca Productions are putting together the dopest entertainment in Los Angeles, California, and beyond. Check them out on Wait the Flock Up Send You, YoungBacaProductions.com. In the words of the great KRS-One, rap is something you do, hip-hop is something you live, and freedom felons is hip-hop. Not just hip-hop, they're your urban culture go-to clothing line. Everything from guys' apparels, women' apparels. FreedomFelons.com is the only place to go to get your flyest gear. Check them out. Any sizes, any colors, custom order, made specially for you for the urban culture. WakeTheFlockUp.net is proud to announce Freedom Felons, brand new sponsor. Go check them out, FreedomFelons.com. First of all, let me give a big shout out to uh, all the artists that have ever sat in front of me and um, have helped me achieve my dream. Uh, This episode in particular, as you guys know, it means a lot to me, not only because of my emotional attachment to slug and atmosphere um, because of everything they've done for me, but it also marks a big uh, a big staple in my career. It also it also gives me uh, hope for the future, and I know that I'm on the right path. If I'm if I'm um, if I'm able to sit down with artists of this caliber, then you know the sky's the limit. I want to give a big shout out to the sponsors of this particular episode: uh, SoAngels.BigCartel.com, StonyBrooksClothing.com, and FreedomFelons.com. Um, they they've been great sponsors. They've been great people to work with, and again, uh, we look forward to working with them in the future. It has been a, a rough journey to say the least, but uh, the clear the skies are clearing up, and uh, I owe it all to you. So please share the episode. Go to wakeflockup.net. You know, look around. We have great episodes with great artists. And uh, without further ado, here is Slug. Uh, enjoy. Yo. Hello. This is concept I'm calling for slug, for slug, for slug, for slug. For slug. <laughs> Am I early? 60 seconds. 60 seconds early. That's a good sign. I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't resist. That's a good answer. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm alright, man. I'm, uh, I haven't brushed my teeth yet, so excuse my breath. I just woke up a little while ago. Oh, that's okay. Don't worry. You, are you still recovering from Soundset? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I'm recovering from yesterday, bro. Yeah, you only happen? get one day. You yeah. only get one day. You only get one mic. Here, hold up real quick. All right. All right. Fucking, uh, uh, we're recording? Yeah, we're recording. So, just... Good. Now, hey, yeah. question, question. Yeah. What, what day does this air on? I wonder if I'm going to get any fucking pushback from the label for 
even giving it wait, wait, wait. a soft how, announcement. How does work? Bro, don't, don't you own the label? How does that work? Yeah, but here's the problem. If I make executive decisions on my own record, there's a conflict of interest there because that puts me at an advantage above all the other artists. So when it comes to my record, I step the fuck out. Oh, I see. Even, even, but even then, you're not, you're not like a. Well, it is my label. Even then, you don't take that stance. It's always like we got to be on an even stance with all the other artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a, as an artist, I don't want here. Yeah, because otherwise, you get into areas of like nepotism and all kinds of. Uh, it just it get, it gets it gets furry. You know what I'm saying? It's like you don't want to. You know, uh, I'm glad you're recording this because I think this is important for people to understand. Like it, it gets. It, it it could you know it could it could put me in a position with other artists where other artists are even looking at me like well you get what you want or who knows what not to say that we ever don't give artists what they want but just you know as an artist myself it's important for me to be frustrated with my record label that is part of that's that's part of the game that's part of art that's part of the conflict that conflict has to be there they, you know what I'm saying they, it's they so, say like you, a good deal is where one where neither party walks away happy. You know what I mean? Like both parties. I believe that. Walk away like, okay, oh, yeah. well, that's the best way to get Let's just do it. Listen, as a person who stands on both sides of the fence, I stand on the artist side and I also stand on the label side. I can tell you with 100% confidence, the artist is not correct. I can also tell you with 100% confidence, the label is not correct. Mm. So it's a collaboration. It's a collaboration of ideas. Because here's the thing, man. When you're making art, you ain't got no you ain't got no space in your head for business. Not really. Not if you're really, really making, you know, art that uh, opens yourself up and communicates to people that you don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so like it, 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 it's the like last you thing on your mind when you're making the art. Like it is, it doesn't have you don't have any room for the business. Um, considering what the business is going to think about, or if you're really making art, is what you're saying. Well, that's how that's where I like to put myself. If I can get myself there, that's great. The perfect situation, the perfect scenario for me is that when I'm in the middle of making a record, I'm also being approached by the label with other issues involving other sides of this that aren't just my art. That way I can be exercising both parts of my brain at the same time. I can exercise the artist side while I'm working on my shit, but I can also exercise some of what I've learned on the business side by thinking about other areas of the label sound set for example or 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 or, or you know <laughs> the layout of what we should be doing with another artist even you know what i'm saying so that allows me to use you know both sides of my brain at the same time right 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 so, and, and i think that's healthy i just think that when you're making business decisions about your own art um you're just you're not you're too close to the art you know it's the same thing once once a, a friend of mine said hey don't let the guy who directs your video also edit it because he's got he's got a vision that he's gonna adhere to and he isn't seeing it with an outsider's perspective at any point you know what i'm saying and so it's kind of like i i need my label to see my record because what if my record is horrible and i just don't know i don't want to be like yo put all the money behind it I need somebody there to be like, yo, slow up, hold up, hold up. Yeah. Let's just put this, let's just put this much behind it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know. You understand it, that it, mentality it, is, is rare, Slug, right now? I mean. I, I don't believe that. I don't believe you that. You don't think so. I believe. <laughs> you don't think nah, people just nah, want to because be. There are, there, are, there are plenty of successful people out here. Right. And this mentality, this mentality is key to anybody who is successful. 
You know what I mean? Like, and it ain't even gotta just be art. I think you could be making sandwiches. Uh, if you're not, if your position isn't open, isn't available to, to allowing somebody who is not emotionally connected to those sandwiches give you advice or give you insight or, or even just be your accountant. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's important, man. It's important to have a team that will tell you they don't agree with you. And it's important for you to figure out how to collaborate with them because then your, 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 your ability to, 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 to reach even more people is there. You know what I'm saying? Because otherwise, you know, it's very easy to say, I can make a bunch of music that only connects with people who are like me. And, and that, what good is that? That's preaching to the choir. You don't want that. You want to be able to connect to people who think differently, but you could give them some perspective and some views to help their world. You know what I'm saying? So do you, do you approach, let's say, uh, do you, okay, I want to get, uh, my goal is to gain new fans with this book, record, record blank. Or is it, is it old, like, that's what you mean, right? Because a lot of your music is very, I, I, I've liked, I've liked an atmosphere album from the first album to the second album because it shows your growth in it. It shows your development in it. But it also always gives me something new. I'm always listening to something else. But are you following it with the idea that you're going to gain or you want to gain new fans with every album? Well, here's the thing. I don't know how to, I don't know how to gauge gaining fans because fans come and fans go. Yeah. You know, if somebody hears one song and they think it's hot, that doesn't make them a fan. Mm. It means they might like that song and they might put that song in their phone and they might hear that song a couple of times, but it doesn't mean that they're going to, they're going to support what you do or what you've got to say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I look at this like maybe kind of similar to how, let's say, uh, politics. You know, we're we're in this world right now where it's like you got to pick who you roll with. And technically, they want you to, to support them and back them 100%. And, but what if, what if I don't believe in everything Bernie Sanders got to say? What if I just believe in some of what he got to say? Mm-hmm. Or what if I don't believe in, you know, and, and, and the problem here is that they don't leave room for that. There's no room to just kind of be like, well, I kind of agree with some of this, but I don't agree with that. And I don't, you know, it's like you got to pick a team and rule with it. Music tries to, I mean, this, this, this music shit tries to, tries to do it the same thing. And I don't believe in that. Like, I don't believe somebody should necessarily have to be a fan of everything atmosphere is made. If you like something, you like something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and now when I came into this, it wasn't, by the, by the time we really got the ball rolling, the whole, game of selling records was already broken and so i never saw it as like i need to make new fans so that i can sell more records my idea was always like if i can get people to believe in me then i have more of a chance of them supporting my views or what i got to say maybe uh, picking up a book if i write a book or a pair of socks if i make a pair of socks like whatever it is what you did and and so (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, uh, so, so, so I guess for me, it's not so much about when I'm making a record, I'm not like going, oh, let me see if I can expand the fan base. It's more about going, how do I put my belief structure into this music? How do I put my thoughts? How do I put my, um, you know, my positives, my negatives? How do I put myself into this music in a way that will inform a listener as to whether or not they like me? Right, right. Well, you know, speaking to that, I've never, 
I've never heard an Atmosphere album or a record and said, oh, he's trying to move more records. He's trying to move more albums with this song. Like, this is... I've been accused of it. I've been accused of it. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I've been accused of it. We've had songs and singles where, where the, the fans' reaction has been to push back. You know, when we first uh, put out that Lemons record, the first thing people did was, oh, I don't like that you don't know you don't know that. And, you know, people people push back on that. When we... uh. When we dropped, uh, the people pushed back on that she song. People pushed back on, um, oh, just off the last record, uh, the Kanye West joint. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting to see people push back on these things because I know it's not based on me. They're not pushing back because I did something wrong or because I stepped out of myself because I know who I am. These songs are all a part of me. You know what I mean? They push back because of themselves, their identity. You know, their identity won't allow them to fall for this, like, EDM country song, like, You Don't Know You. Their identity won't allow them to fall for me naming a song after an artist that is polarizing. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a... So it ain't... I don't, I don't take that kind of stuff personal when people do push back on something or when people do accuse me of trying to gain a, a wider audience. Like, that's, you know... I can't really be held accountable for people's interpretations. Right, and and again, it's what they would expect for you to be doing, or what they they think they see other artists doing. So when they hear a song that's somewhat out of the range that they have an atmosphere boxed in, right? Because um, a lot of you, a lot of what you've delivered throughout the arts, I'm sure, just like like me, a lot of kids were just depending on on how emotionally how you tell me how to feel about this situation, right? So if you're stepping out of that, even just a little bit in their minds, oh no, he's selling out, or he's he's not delivering what I'm used to. This is this is not what I'm sure. here kind of thing, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, or even what they—it's not even always what they're used to. But here's the thing: some, you know, you got casual listeners that don't even necessarily know me from my mm. full catalog, but know only particular types of joints, and so. Those are the joints they want. So when you hand them joints that don't resemble those joints, then they go, oh, why are you making this? Without thinking like, yo, if you go back and look at God Loves Ugly, there were some rap joints on there. There was also some some angry joints. There was a couple of sad joints. There was a, you know, there was a full bunch of shit. If you go look at the family sign, there's a rap joint. There's a family joint. There's a soft joint. There's a heart. You know what I mean? It's like we've always kind of... You know, actually, I, I don't really have control over that. That's an Anthony thing. You know, when he hands me a beat, it says, no, 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 go back and, and write to this. Really, write to this one. You know, then it is what it is. I'm a, I got to write to it. You know, and now if the beat's going bang, bang, you know, I'm not going to write no song that's going to help you get through your breakup over some shit like that. You know what I mean? So it's like, it, you know, but people, once again, it comes back to people have their own interpretation of this shit, mm -hmm. you know? And so it's like, if you see atmosphere as backpack underground rap, whatever, that's what you see it as. So anytime you hear something, it's gonna go through that filter. If you see atmosphere as some uh, emo uh, uh, songs about relationships, whatever, whatever, that's what you're gonna see it as. So anything that I try to give to you, you're gonna apply that filter to it. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, it, you know, if you see atmosphere as some like preachy, trying to, you know, get kids to think about something kind of rap. You know what I'm saying? Like then that's what you're gonna see. You know, I don't have control over what you see, but I got full control over what I put out. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and and that's all. That's all I need. That's all I need. At the end of the day, man. If if they, if I get fired. At least it'll be because 
of my own decision making. Mm-hmm. I, I, I won't ever get fired for somebody else's fuck up. You know what I'm saying? I won't ever get fired for trying to be something that I'm not. I, you know, of all the different dumbass reasons that people can lose this beautiful job, when I lose it, even that's going to be beautiful because it'll still be based on my wants and my needs and what I decided to do. You know? and it's really, it's really good that we're we're starting off talking about this because what I wanted to ask you was. So you're you you you've seen both sides and you still are both sides. You're an artist and you're a label rep. And uh, what what do you think um, is the most difficult part of being both? I just put my earpiece in. I hope it doesn't change the sound. No, I, I uh, work with it. Okay. Um, the most difficult part of being both, I guess, for me is. The same thing that it, you know, here's the thing. Both sides are difficult, but they're, they're, they're kind of exclusive of each other. You know what I'm saying? Like on the, on the artist side, it's the same difficulties any, any artist has. It's, uh, it's frustrating when the people close to you don't see what your vision is. It's frustrating when, um, the people close to you misinterpret what you're doing. It's frustrating when the record label doesn't have or doesn't have the, the, the time or the resources to help you take your vision to the next level. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just like just like anybody, you know. And and I, and I say these things whimsically. I'm not complaining. You know what I mean? Like I, I my situation is amazing. I love it. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, but it doesn't mean that I don't face some of the same obstacles that any artist. With faith, you know what I mean? I do because there are just there are limitations to resources. There are limitations to to financial resources or how much time people have or or even just how much how how much tolerance people have for when you're when you're on one. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's why it's, it's funny, man. When I listen to somebody like Kanye uh rant about something and everybody starts complaining, like, oh he's just ranting, he's going on one, he's going like, Well yeah, we all do that. This is most of us don't have spotlight on us all the time, so you don't get to see the rants that I go on. But you, you ask my label about the kind of shit that I do. <laughs> yeah. On, they're gonna be like, yeah, you know, slugs crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just, it's it's it, it, it's it's not it's not any different. You know what I mean? It's right, it's like, right, uh, right. and so the difficult thing, I guess, about being on both sides of it, is that sometimes. Here's the, all right, let's say I'm talking to another artist. I won't say no names, but let's say I'm talking to another artist signed to Rhyme Series. Most of them understand they could talk freely to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of a liaison or what have you for, you know, for some of the other artists. So if they got some frustrations that they don't want to talk to one of the guys in the office about, they'll, they'll call me up because at least as an artist, I can relate to what they're talking about. Right. Um, the difficult thing sometimes can be when they don't make that distinction. Oh, I see. Like, uh, and it's, I and it's, I I'm getting, go ahead. Yeah, I can tell it's important to you to kind of, because look, the perception that I have, like when we were talking earlier, was like, well, don't you own the label? Can't you just walk in and be like, shut up. This is what we're doing. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, not in those words, but I, I've always thought of you to be able to just do these kind of things, right? But I, I could tell now just talking to you before the little bit we're talking is that it's very important for you or for them, for for your people to remember, to you, for them to remember that you're an artist, like probably first and foremost. So 
the struggle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. Dog, you don't want to put me in charge of the math. You know what I'm saying? Even though I'm a mathematician, I still think like an artist. Right. And so in my head, in my head, I will still picture and envision, yo, we should do this and we should get some flying cows and we should blah, blah, blah. And I need somebody there to be like, yo, dog, there's no such thing as flying cows. You're like, make it happen. I don't want to hear it. Exactly, exactly. You know, and and that's, I think, uh, and I think people don't want it to be like that. I meet people who are, like, disappointed that I'm an artist and not a businessman. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, well, you know, I'm I'm a businessman by default. Like, I didn't have no other choice because there was no record labels checked in Minneapolis Mm -hmm. when when I was a kid coming up as a rapper. We had to create the label because we had to. Not because, as a kid, I did not sit, I did not sit on the back porch dreaming about being a owner of a record label. I sat on the back porch dreaming about being a rapper. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's, that's what I built myself to be. And I'm, I'm only a businessman because I didn't have a choice. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, you know, I never really wanted to be that now. To be fair, I enjoy it. I'm glad I'm there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't, I would not trade my position for nothing. But with that said, I still think like an artist. Now, here's the thing, though. I think it's important to a business to have at least one voice on the board of directors that does think like this. Because as a business, if you don't have anybody that sits at the table that thinks like this, you're going to end up thinking too much like a business. You're going to be worried too much about, the brand. You're going to worry more about how people see the logo than you're going to worry about how you see the logo. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. And, and, and that's, and so it balances. There's a balance there. You know, having me at the table with somebody like Sadiq, I mean, you know, people will say that that's the reason why the two of us work so well together is because we are both coming from different perspectives. You know what I'm saying? And so when we agree, it's cracking. It's on, mm-hmm. you know? And it becomes it becomes a thing where you kind of do you do you have do you find yourself having to defend that a lot with with the artists? And I'm, I guess I'm talking more on the management side now. Um, it's it's pretty rare. Okay. You know, usually, usually, well, for starters, it's it, most of uh most of our dealings with artists is very family based. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't really we've never really signed a stranger. It's always been a friend. It's always been like, look, if you think. You're out here doing it yourself. You know, for instance, a great example would be like Blueprint yeah. or or uh, Aesop or 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 even Doom, where it's like you could do this, but if you think that you want us to do it with you because it'll help, we're down. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's like if, if you think that that, that 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 working with us will will help you take some more baby steps towards your end goal, let's go. You know what I'm saying? But but uh. And so, in that regard, it's kind of, we're not necessarily like a regular ass record label. You know what I mean? Like, a a lot of our, a lot of our, a lot of our relationships were, were friendships way before they became business relationships. And so, I think that allows us to really have a certain type of, uh, interaction with them that, that maybe gives us an advantage as far as indie labels go. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and so in that, in that regard, it's, it's really rare that we do have conflict. But, you know, 
in the same breath, we're talking about people's art. And people take their art very, very personal. So conflict will happen. There's no way around it. When somebody's art, when somebody who takes their art super personal feels disappointed, you know, it's only natural for us to point fingers outward instead of inward, right? So when you're disappointed, the first thing you're going to do is blame the label. Like, oh, the label didn't promote and market me correctly. Or the label didn't this, that, and the third. And in, in many cases, that's kind of where... If if you get me on the phone talking to you about it, I can at least you know remind you that I mean we make we you know we we the label don't make no decisions without you. Right. It's it's just an indie world. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It ain't like you're gonna wake up. You're not gonna wake up tomorrow and see that we done made some decisions about your career. You know what I mean? It's right. like it ain't like that. Yeah. And so and so I just I'm just kind of there to just kind of remind I guess other artists like yo like we are all. We are, you know, we are responsible for, for, for our own decision-making and our own destinies, you know? And like I say, it's really rare, but it, there's been times. Yeah, and I can see that that could be like a double-sided sword, having built a relationship with someone before you sign them, right? Because they might, they might expect a certain kind of treatment as opposed to having just been like, sure. a, like a pure business relationship where you grow to be friendly. You come in friendly, they're like, well, no, you know, Swag's going to take care of me. I'm going to worry about this. I'm going to worry about that. And then the reality kicks in that that just might not be what's in the cards right now kind of thing, right? Well, I mean, I feel like even that fits in that same category. Like, we are all grown-ups, and you are fully responsible for your own decision-making. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it goes both ways. Like, if the, here's the thing that I don't fuck with, and that's entitlement. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I try not to fuck with it, even mostly because I try to clean it out of myself. Right, and, and from what you've told me so I far, don't like the, I can see that that's something that you you keep in check a lot. You're like, no, 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 I'm just an artist. If the label has this, I have that, then that's it. I don't want to use too much of myself because blah 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 blah. I could see that, and and I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought anything else because just the way that you're also not. Rhyme Sayers is not like Slug's label and like Slug's face is everywhere and all that stuff. It's always been very widespread on the artist. They have a good idea of everyone that's in the label. If you follow the Rhyme Sayers family, right? It's never been like a... Yeah. Like Slug is, is the face. But uh, when it comes to fans of the, of the atmosphere, you know, I, I think they they all had the misconceptions. The party that I had was like, oh, no, Slug's running that bitch. So he has the last say and the last note. Right, right, but it's—I I mean, I'm glad that you're that you're saying, you know, pointing these things out. I—I I think out of all the the you, you your your roster is wildly impressive. First of all, right, and second, you follow this pattern of exactly what you're saying. And these are all people that you've have somehow worked with in the past, and then all of a sudden they're on the label. It's like, well, that makes sense. It's the same type of, it's the same type of mentality across the board. You know, like Aesop, sure. Slug, Greaves. Like I could see this. I could see this working. Do we have anything up in the future that might be out of the norm for Rhyme Sayers that you're very excited about, or even not out of the norm that you're super excited about? As an as an artist. I mean, yeah, we got we got things that I'm really excited about. But you know, as with anything, I am not in a position to necessarily announce any of oh, that. No, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, of course, of course, yeah. There's a there's there's a few projects on the horizon that um 
that, that I'm really excited about. You know, here's the thing about this, man. Like, we've been around now for 20 years. This is our 21st year as a record label. And I have, I have not, I have not been bored yet by what is going on. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it, 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 it's, there's always something happening to keep me frustrated or to keep me interested or to keep, you know, there's always something happening to just be pulling me in different directions. And, and really, I don't know how else I could have achieved that for 20, 21 years. Mm -hmm. and, you know, I don't know what line of what line of work I could have went into that wouldn't have eventually got boring or wouldn't have eventually became, you know, tedious. You know what I'm saying? It's like, this is a, it's a, this is a very, um, I'm very, man, I'm very blessed to, to have, to have fell into this. I'm very, I'm very fortunate to have been able to fall into this because, man, you know, I look around every day and see a million people who are bored. <laughs> and it, it sounds boring, right? Like, you, I, I'll I'm, listen I'm like, I'm driving. I'll listen to records and I'll be like, oh, this is how you know no one around you really loves you. Because if you were able to... I ain't even just talking about... I ain't even just talking about music. I'm saying I'm driving down the street right now, and that mailman looks bored. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That that that, that bus driver looks bored. Right. You know what I mean? And so it's like, how, how did I? How did I? You know? How how did I become lucky enough to fit into a place where I haven't had that yet? I haven't I haven't gotten bored yet. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's a it's a very fortunate position to be in. I can't take that for granted. Well, and you're and you're a very and, and the one thing that I try to push to people is like. And you're a very humble guy, and I want I want to hear it from your perspective, right? So they always tell me like, "Oh, you're so lucky, you're gonna interview Blank. Oh, you're so lucky, you're gonna get to sit with Blank, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, dog, you know that's awesome." But it took a lot of hard work to get them to say yes, to get them to say yes, and for them to get the for me to get the notability for them to even consider it, right? It takes work to develop it, to to grow all that stuff. And uh, the one thing, it doesn't, it, it just upsets me that they think it's that easy that it's just being luck, right? But you running a successful uh, label for 20 plus years, being a successful artist for longer than that, like, it, it takes a lot of hard work, right, to get to that point. It does, but, you know, it takes a lot of hard work to, to work anywhere. You know what I'm saying? It takes a lot of hard work to just raise a family. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I don't, I can't, I can't take all the credit and just be like, well, yeah, I worked hard for it. There's people out there working hard that won't achieve it. And so there is a, me, at least from my perspective, like I'm not, I'm not trying to like argue with you, but from my perspective, a lot of it is luck. A lot of it is just good fortune, yeah. you know? And, 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 and I think more than hard work, I think what's, what's important is, you know, I won't say more, but there's a, I do believe there's a, there's a, there's a, like a pie graph. I, I was saying, uh, it all, it all is, it's all intertwined, man. It's all about your attitude, your personality, what you put into the world, how you treat people, how you treat yourself, how you work, how you treat your work, and then a lot of luck, or as some would say, a lot of good fortune. Yeah, and I'm with that. I'm with that. I just, I just think, I, it, for me at least, for the type of person I am, it's important that people understand that luck. You can't just say, oh, okay, uh, there's a test tomorrow. Well, hopefully the scantron uh, scanner will break and I'll be good. So that I'm gonna I'm gonna depend on luck. Well, no, you know, study, be prepared. No, you don't. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't depend on luck. But I tell you something. Look around at the world right. and, and and just pick, pick a. I won't say pick, but just consider 
the successful people that you could see when you turn on your internet. Right. And you can't tell me that a lot of those people aren't there based on luck. Most people look at that internet and they go, how did she get to be famous? How did that guy get to get rich? How did that person get to be in the position they're in? How did it? And there's a lot of people out there with status who we, we both know, man, luck played a big role in that. Now, when you see that on a regular basis, you're also going to take that and apply it to you or to me, you know, when they're in, so they might not know. In fact, we don't even know how much work such and such had to put in behind the scenes because not only is it important that we do this work to become successful, but we have to make it look like it was easy. Mm -hmm. I don't know why it's like that, but culturally that's what we do. We make it look like, Oh, this came natural to me. Mm -hmm. This was easy. And maybe that's our defense mechanism to try to keep other people at bay, to keep other people from trying to do it. Oh, like, like, I don't oh, know. I was meant to do this. So, exactly. Don't, don't, and so don't that's why I'm meant for this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that's why I think a lot of people's perception is that you were lucky. <laughs> because I think culturally, we try to make people think that we got this because we got this, not because you you don't want to see the 20 hours a day behind the scenes work that I had to put into this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to show you that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to show you how much I struggle with this. I don't want to show you how much heartbreak I've had to endure in order to get where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? I just want to show you the good side. And so I feel like, People who are, who don't get to see behind the curtain, their their perception is going to be that we were really lucky, and I think we're partially to blame for that. No, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, we are we we are because we that's the nice thing to say, right? And, and interviews, you don't want to be like, oh, I just work harder than everybody else. You sound like a dick. But if you go, oh yeah, man, sure. I was yeah. I was really lucky. Yeah, like I had really nothing to do with HSO so hat. But to me, right, I, as someone who because. Uh, I'm still working the nine to five and adding on top of this, this. So like, I understand the hard work and I don't want to tell you to brag, but I'm telling you, cause you can do it too. You just need to get to work, bro. Like, and this is what I tell everyone is like, you can, you could just, you could do it as much as I can. Don't just get busy, go buy a microphone and go out there and get rejected a million times. And then when you do get that one, you'll get super excited and that's how it'll develop. But I just feel well, yeah. that we live in a culture that everyone's like, oh, you're so lucky, you're so lucky. Because they don't want to take responsibility for them not working for it. I mean, but it goes the other way, too. Because I could tell you, hey, look, man, you got to be prepared to sacrifice everything. You're going to sacrifice a couple of relationships, some true love, some some possible potential people that you could have married and built with or people that could have been great friends. You're going to sacrifice your you're going to sacrifice uh, uh, some of your relationship with your children. Mm-hmm. You're going to sacrifice relationship with your parents. You're going to sacrifice a lot of love in order to chase this. Now go get it. It's a bummer, bro. Like, have you t- no, well, it's not just that, though. <laughs> it's not just that. Yeah. Here's the thing. People got to see it for themselves. Yeah. You can't tell them it anyway, mm. you know? And so what it is is those people go out and do it, and when they when they meet that sacrifice, if they feel like they're built for it, mm-hmm. then they push through it, and those people will climb. You know what I'm saying? But but you can't really prep anybody for it. It's like, you know, you can't you can't prep anybody for for, for, for the type of pain that they're going to have to go through to achieve things. Mm. 
Mm. You you could try, but but it's not going to prep them because you can't. You don't know what they're built for. You don't know what their tolerance is. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I I I kind of err on the side of like I don't try to tell people that this came easy, but I do let people know like yo, don't blame me for my success. You can blame everybody else, but I was at the right place at the right time. Because five years earlier or five years later, this might not have helped. This might not have happened. Mm-hmm. But because of where I was at timing-wise yeah. and because of who I was surrounded by, my team, I was I was very fortunate to have Sadiq, to have Bird, to have Sky, to have Anthony, to have Musa, to have these people in my life at the time that they were in my life was a huge part of how I even had the tolerance to continue pushing through the sacrifice. Man, I quit rapping at least 20 times. I quit, like straight up, like I'm, I'm done with this. Yeah. At least, at least 20 times, maybe more, man. I'm probably, I'm probably underestimating it. Uh, but then I, 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 I get called right back in, you know? And so with that said, man, there's no real way to prep anybody for this. There's nothing I can tell a person about what to do. People gotta, people gotta find and, 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 you know, ascertain their own, their own levels of, 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 of tolerance of being able to deal with this, of, be, of, of what they can, of what kind of, what kind of pain they can deal with. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter who you are. You're just another superstar Everybody gets to shine at the hotel bar With the fireflies that fell in the jar Ain't even trying to get free Buzzing around is fine with me That's why I keep one eye on the clock The other eye on my drink Make it link like a lock The timing is key Got my hands tied up Still climbing this tree Can't none judge what my crisis might be Everything will even out when I finally sleep Tipsy, dreaming about being a pirate at sea I hear the siren singing for someone else to listen Got me thinking I avoided a bullet But a lot of my vision was under blurry conditions I watched from the top of a volcano of bullshit Which came first, the thirst or the curse? Most can't distinguish which one is worse Bartender in a tuxedo shirt With the sleeves rolled up Cause she's seen enough dirt, whatever Look, I don't know if the ocean is close But I'ma keep going till I no longer float I quit trying to micromanage my emotions Keep the glass half full and keep the tab open Last call for alcohol protocol The television that's attached to the wall Let's show a basketball Game with the volume off, and I don't know who's playing, but I know I'm not. It goes. I feel like a firefly. I chase all the fireflies. I feel like a firefly. I chase all the fireflies. It doesn't matter what you think, not either 
where it's all relative The buzzing from the neon lights is like a sedative I follow it in the outer space like an Apollo ship Coasting off the bottom shelf, booze and the Klonopin I'm lost, wrote my room number on the five Put a dollar in the jukebox, ordered up a shot Now everything is frozen, just floating, flickering dots As we fade into the night without ever giving a thought But that's the idea, we don't come for the atmosphere The food's shitty, the cable's blurred, but I'm happy here We're all alone, but ain't nobody keeping tabs there Cause misery's a meal that's served better with a glass of beer Yeah, so fill it up and let me soak Smelling like whiskey and complimentary soap It's the same four walls in every city I go Surrounded by fireflies just trying to find that glow I feel like a firefly I chase all the fireflies Feel like a firefly. I chase all the fireflies. Yo, let's talk about Soul Angels Apparel. That's right, Soul Angels Apparel, Soul Angels Bitcartel.com is where you're gonna go and you're gonna buy your gear. I mean, you're gonna buy your hats, you're gonna buy your caps, you're gonna buy your shirts, all different sizes, all different colors, everything you need to look your flyest for the summertime, you know, because you gotta look good for the ladies and ladies, you gotta look good for the fellas. So go to soulangels.bitcartel.com to get all your gear, hip hop needs done and done. One of the things that I wanted to touch base on, um, was that I guess you've worked with incredible artists, great people. I've recently spoke to Brandon, who put together the "The World Has No Idea" documentary, right? So yeah. when I saw it, um, this is before the whole release and the thing. I saw it through the way that people see things, and I hit him up and I said, you know, anything I could do to help you with any sort of promotion, like at all, just let me know, right? And uh, I got the I got an exclusive interview with him, and he was really telling me about how important it was for him and the people around them, uh, but you were a part of that. So I, I was a part of, the of, of, what do you mean? Oh, yeah, 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 he interviewed me for the documentary, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, having seen the documentary, right, I thought it was really well put together, it was a great piece. What, initially, when he approached you with it, though, what did you think about it? Was it tough for you? Um, was it more of, and I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth, but my assumption would be that he would have a little bit of a of a pushback and be like, I want to move on. Like, that's not, like, I just want to move on from the situation because of the pain or the hurt or whatever. And then he was going to have people that were going to be very excited about it because the uh, idea was worthy of a documentary, you know? What was your... Sure, sure, sure. I mean, I was just skeptical at first just because I didn't know, dude. You know what I mean? And yeah. so I was just kind of like, yo, I don't know you. You weren't, I never seen you around. Mm. You know, what is, uh, what, what, wh- why you? Why you? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That was mm-hmm. my thing. And then after talking to, uh, Kathy, mm-hmm. uh, Idea's mother, and, and her, you know, kind of putting me up on game with, with who Brandon was, uh, I was like, all right, okay, you know, he passes that, so now what? So then I just kind of had a, a couple of dialogues with him, just kind of feeling him out, and I was like, all right, this dude is probably okay. And then I met him, and I was like, okay, dude is, Dude is on point. He's on point. So I'm down to do this. I didn't really, I I didn't really come at it from a place of, I don't want to do it because of how I feel about Gia or how I feel about my, you know, uh, 
my pain or my missing him or any of that kind of stuff, you know, that's mine. I worked through that on my own time. Hmm. I was more concerned. I was more worried about, like, who is this dude and, like, is he taking advantage of anybody? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know. jump on I, a situation man, I, that he knows is going to pull some heart strings, sure. get him noted, hey, blah, man. blah, blah. Listen, man, I, I, I grew up. I, I grew up in this culture, and this culture, if it, did, if it taught me anything, it's to be suspicious of everybody. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like <laughs> I, 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 was, yeah. I was definitely suspicious. You know, once I got past the suspicion, I was like, you know what? I had already kind of worked through a lot of my own thoughts and, 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 and feelings about Mikey's passing. Uh, and so I wasn't, you know, necessarily uh, uh, trying to shield anything. So I was cool. You know, here's my thing with the Mikey thing. I've turned down many interviews to talk about it because I just don't feel like it's necessarily, I don't, I don't, I just always kind of feel like, look, if you want to talk to somebody, go talk to his mom. Right. If you need some information, you know, get it from the source. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then if, if Kathy gives me the thumbs up on something, then I'll talk. You know what I'm saying? But I've always kind of let Kathy, be the be 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 the governor of of who I'm gonna talk to about it. Right, right, right. You, you know, like even right now, if you was to start asking me any personal questions about idea, I probably would decline it. You know what I mean? Not because of not because of you, right. but just because like you know what, his career spoke for itself. There's, it, it, it's like if you need to know anything, just go listen to his music. Go Google them. Go, 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 go. Look at some YouTube. Go. That's that's to me. That's that's more important than listening to me uh, talk about how I feel about his passing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I you know. No, so, so when, I, when I saw the documentary, I was really, uh, I, I dispersed the, the, the amount of stories that he had in there about Mike were amazing to me. That idea, I'm sorry, were, were incredible, right? Uh, and then the, the ability that he had to let the people just kind of open up and, and free flow the information out. He wasn't really like, grinding anyone for it they were all very happy to do it but having lost people myself i said you know what i bet he i, I know he had to have gotten some resistance right and then you see the video of you and you're you know you're freely talking about it and you're driving around it's like it's very, this very nonchalant thing to be like yo he he's they're sad but they're also happy that he he that they got to know him was was right. what, what i took out of the the thing and one of my my favorite things about that world has no idea is that a lot of documentaries about artists that have passed concentrate on the fact that they're that they have passed but by a large majority of the film it's just about them dying dying but this one was more about his life and all the stuff that he left sure. behind and the stuff that he did and the people he got to meet with which to me uh really was really refreshing watching this documentary about an artist that i followed all, all through my life and it gave me all this information that i never knew about him so, uh, right. I, yeah, the, the 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 whole breakdancing thing, I had no idea he was a, a b-boy, you know? I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I really, just, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just didn't, you know? But having followed him all, I, you know, you, you you see an artist for one thing, right? Like, I see Slug, and I'm like, okay, Slug knows maybe three people. He knows Ant and Aesop Rock. Like, that's it. He doesn't have know anybody else. He doesn't have a life outside. And then you, you, you tune into the artist, and you follow them. They're just human beings, just like you, you know? And it's it's become very difficult to kind of differentiate, especially when you're so close to an artist. I think that's maybe why people come to you and ask you these things, Slug, because they want to see what you have to say about it. Like I, I like I can't imagine what Slug is going through. I didn't even hear from him, 
But you, you take care of that stuff by yourself, and now you're like, oh, no, no. I'm going to concentrate about on idea when he asked me about this, not so much about my pain or me missing him. You know, and right. that's just amazing that that's the way you look at things. Um, the, the one of the things I wanted to get with you about was um, you're saying you're doing 21 years of the record label head, and you're an artist following through. And it's a, a ridiculous question, but I was just wondering, did you have any retirement plans, like, at all? Um, you know, nah, I didn't. Just over the last few years, I've become a little bit more interested in, I guess I would call it uh, puzzles or cracking new codes, you know. Like with the music thing, that's a big part of my draw to it. That's why I love making music. I love writing songs. It's because every time it's like you're trying to crack a code. Mm -hmm. you got to crack the code of the, of the song. And sometimes you get it right. Sometimes you don't. But every time, it's an exercise. It's fun. It's a challenge. Mm, yeah. And and so I've slowly been trying to figure out new codes to crack, new challenges. And so I've tried to, like, become more involved in, you know, uh, uh, what else can I be doing? What else can I What else can I go figure out? And who else can I work with to figure it out? And it's gotten me into some, some interesting uh, places. And, and a lot of them are, you know, basically – financial things where I'm like, oh, well, if I were to do this, would that work? Oh, if I, if I, if I go try to play the market a little bit or, oh, if I try to uh, try to get behind the scenes of uh, starting a small business with somebody, mm. et cetera, et cetera. And, 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 and to me, I guess, you know, those things, they, they, those codes also double as, uh, you know, maybe some sort of uh, retirement plans. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I, I've always been really bad at, at trying to figure out where I'm going to be in five years. I've just been a lot more focused on where I'm going to be tomorrow. You know what I mean? And that's just kind of how I was built. I'm just, I was built like that. But, you know, in the same breath, I'm, I, you know, like, like anybody, I don't intend to be broken and dependent on somebody when I'm old. You know what I'm saying? I want to figure out, I want to crack the code. It's a big code. I want to crack the big code of like how I'm going to get old gracefully and, 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 uh, and not have to eat cat food. <laughs> hey, can I recommend adult coloring books? <laughs> I'm down. That's tight. Hey, I'm serious. You know that's a thing now. That's a real thing now. They have like adult coloring books you can go get. That's funny. It's, you should look into that. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Uh, you saying I? You saying I should make? I should? I should produce adult coloring books? You should try them out first. See if it's your thing, and if you want, well, who wouldn't buy a Rhyme Sayers coloring book? That would be fun. Now, when you say when you say adult, just because the word adult to me means porn, are you saying por pornographic coloring books? Sure. I mean, whatever. Nah. But no, adult um, coloring books. The the books. Meant for adults, so they're like coloring books, and they have like pictures of whatever. But you know, like a kid's coloring book would be like a superhero, right, or something like that. But sure, it's <laughs> it's gone way off. It's gone way off, way off the boards over here. But I'm just I'm just saying, if you're looking for something to do, you should try an adult coloring book. Got you. So like a coloring book full of yeah, like, no, no, uh, illustrations porn. of not, not full porn, porn not a porn, no, of, of guys sitting in cubicles looking at computers and uh, somebody sitting in traffic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah, there's adult situations. The guy doing his taxes. And you got to color. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is, this, is, this is Ken. Ken does his taxes. Color Ken doing his taxes. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I like that. <laughs> 
was this one night when I took the time to examine a napkin in a Chicago hotel room. I wasn't alone, it was a night after a show. The space was full, energy was consumed. There was a girl, emphasis on the L. She was noticing the detail as well. And the two of us found something with each other previously undiscovered. Hell is for the lovers and the daylight is bright. Always makes me squint, but it feels like magic when it touches my face. Suffocate myself, overwhelm myself, and let the sun rays abandon me float through space. And she still wonders why I'm so insecure. She giggles because I sleep with a body pillow. Intentions are never nothing short of pure. But there's a price to pay when you try to live a little. And it's attractive as that napkin ever could have been. My, how it unfolded. Hold it to the wind. Try now to be a rock, but she's caught under the skin. Ex-lover and a best friend, just like the rest of them. Then there was this one night I stopped to watch someone bite the tip of a cigarette to hold it in between her lips. Never met nobody like her. Please brace yourself. Danger, danger. This might hurt. The playground feels a lot different when the sun's out. She wasn't messing around. She came in with the guns out. Screaming about the ocean. Anybody wanna go with me? Never knew punk rock could be so pretty. Now catch your breath and then catch the ball. And sit by the phone so you can catch the call. Write catchy one-liners on the bathroom stall. Here I go, wouldn't you know? Still learning to crawl. And she still wonders why I'm so insecure. She giggles because I sleep with a body pillow. Intentions are never nothing short of pure. But there's a price to pay when you try to live a little. I've always done the way you love the way your tattoos intimidate men. I guess I'm one of them. Standing right next to you from way over here. Ex-lover and a best friend. Then there was this one night, I noticed a tree that stood by itself about an hour up north And I can picture her holding on to the limb, wearing a summer dress and a grin Swinging back and forth, talking about the breeze and how easy it is to leave all the worries in the backseat Teach me please, I need the abilities to live Silly me, I tried to measure it by what I could give but she didn't need anything, just a pair of ears, some strong fingers, and someone to share the tears. Breath of fear, feeling it inadequate, now let's make believe that I can handle it. And she still wonders why I'm so insecure. She giggles because I sleep with a body pillow. Intentions are never nothing short of pure. But there's a price to pay when you try to live a little. And I still get to talk to you every now and then. Definition of over doesn't have to be the end. It's good to see you grow, girl, shake my hand. That's all I want from my ex-lover and my best friend I got your back Don't ever fucking question that I got your back I still got your back Yo, yo, Stony Brooks Clothing. That's right, Stony Brooks Clothing. They're snapbacks, they're hoodies, they're tank tees. Been repping the underground type shiznit. That's right, baby. You go to stonybrooksclothing.com. All the prices always differ, but the quality does not. It's always top notch quality. Big shout out to our sponsor, stonybrooksclothing.com. We want to go tell them Wake the Flock Up sent you. Um, I really, I, I want to say, I, I didn't get initially get a chance to 
to do the uh, obit- uh, the ass kissing in the beginning of the episode. I gotta say that. But personally, to me, speaking to you is a is a big part of what I've been aiming for in my career. So I want to thank you for sitting with us. I really I really appreciate this. Um, of course, you heard it. I'm a huge fan though. But I ha- I am actually me and my wife walked out to your song for our wedding, and then we got matching Whoa. tattoos with your with your quote on us. Uh, Holy shit! What 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 song was it? Well, the the quote is standing right next to you from way over here, and we have matching tattoos of that. I have it uh, all across my forearm, and she has it on her back. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, hmm. <laughs> hmm? Like that's interesting. <laughs> that's I I, I well I'm, I'm I you know I don't know how to respond to this stuff when people tell me that because that's so personal for you. Yeah. That I, it's like I have to be careful because. I'm like, you know, a part of me is like uh, flattered. Uh, another part of me feels embarrassed, kind of, in a weird way. I don't know why, but but I feel like um, it, it kind of makes me go. Uh, uh, it just kind of, it's almost like I just accidentally saw your boobs or something. You know what I mean? And I'm just I'm just kind of like I'm flattered because yeah. I like to see boobs, yeah. but I'm also a little embarrassed because it's like oh, I just saw your boobs and now I'm, I'm like oh, I, I have to I have now I have to still talk to you knowing I just saw your boobs <laughs> and it's just you know what I mean it's it's, it's so so I, I don't I, I usually get kind of awkward I don't know how to necessarily respond to that kind of shit so I hey I will here I appreciate you and your boobs as you should as you should no it was just it's just something that I. You know, there's certain artists that I uh, that I that when I meet them, I always said, okay, if I ever get to meet this person, like I don't want to go in and like give them a dab and give them a hug, like I want to shake their hand and like thank them, right, for everything they've done for me personally, even if they'll never see me ever again. Like I always feel if I ever met Sage Francis, like I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and shake his hand first, and that's what I did, and it was amazing. And then we hugged it out, you know, if I ever meet, just because yeah. everything that you guys did for me growing up was so it meant so much even to today that it just sitting and talking with you means that much to me now and I started a whole career I'm like you know I want to do a hip hop podcast and I want to interview my favorite artist so I created a wish list and you know your name is on the on the list first and then they have you know the variety of lists of other artists that I've been lucky enough to cross off Sage you know Acrobatic all these other people that I really look up to and sitting with you is a big a milestone in my career, so I want to thank you for that. And uh, all the years of just being able to rely on you to help me through situations, um, that I cannot thank you enough for. So uh, you, you well, I, I, I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for listening and for you know, and not just for listening to us, but just for listening to all of my friends too. Because you know, when when they're doing well, I'm doing well. When they're making an impact. It, it also means that I'm there too, even if I'm not presently in that moment. It's just that we're we're all connected, especially you know with with a lot of the colleagues you just mentioned. You know, I know these guys personally, and we're all we're all in this together. You know what I mean? And so it's and, and I don't mean to sound like a hippie because I'm not a hippie, but I just mean like when when acrobatic got sick, when when I get sick, when when if, if, if stage gets sick, you know, uh, my brother Tumex, you know, these things that occur to us and happen to us are they're they're big they're important because 
you know, we're, we're all still just these children that, that grew up on this culture and that love this culture. And, and we, we basically were nerds, we're rap nerds that nerded out together for a long time. And then we all became people who other kids listen to and other kids now nerd out to us. But deep down, we're still these kids that, that met each other through this shit. And so for you to be like, yo, uh, I'm a big fan of acrobatics. That makes me happy. You know what I'm saying? That makes me, uh, that, that makes me feel good about myself even, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Because I know that me me, me and Acrobatic are connected. You know what I'm saying? Me and Sage are connected. Me and Aesop are connected. You know, me and Tumex, me, me and all these dudes are, we're all a part of this thing, you know? And so, yeah. You are, you are a part of this thing that doesn't just mean, that means so much to people like me in, that uh, I myself am absolutely a hip hop nerd. And uh, again, now there's people coming like, "How are you doing this? How are you interviewing these people?" They're nerding out on me, and I'm just like, "Dude, I'm just, I'm just trying to contribute to hip hop in the way that I feel is my best way of contributing." I came up as an right. MC, but I had a realization that I'm gonna be do, I can do a lot more with this show than I will ever do as an MC. Not to take away anything from any other MCs. Maybe I just wasn't that good. I don't know. But to me, it was like, this is your calling. Like, get sit down and contribute with this. And it just worked right. out so well. And maybe it has something to do with what you're saying with the luck, because it does. You know, Sage Francis. Uh, you know, I, I've been able to cross off almost half of my top ten, which is ridiculous to me as a hip-hop nerd. I nerd out all the time on these people. But I can text Raskaz right now if I wanted to. Because it's just amazing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I bug him all the time. He owes me two tracks. Like, I'm going to put on that. like, where are the tracks? Where are the tracks? And now he's like, dude, chill out. Like, I got to move. It's just amazing that I'm able now to interact, and, you know, especially with you. And I know you, I, I can hear you. You're like, uh, dude, you're making me feel awkward. It's like you got a boner in class. But, uh, I mean, it's it's the truth, dude. It's it's the truth. You And you deserve that. You deserve to hear that from me, I feel. Like you've you've earned the respect and the admiration of an entire generation, Slug, and it's just really amazing that you're still continuing to do it. I just heard Sama Hayek right now, and it was like, yo, these these tracks you dropped are still just as good, just as dope, just as well produced and thought of as anything in Headshots or God Loves Ugly or anything like that, you know. So thank you for still continuing to do that. No, I, I appreciate that, man. I, I I'm. I appreciate that people still want to still want to listen. You know, here, check this out. You know, I got heroes. Uh, when I was young, growing up, listening to my favorite rappers, and for the most part, um, like if we were to go through my top five, mm-hmm. or let's see, let's say my top twenty would be probably better. If we were to go through my top twenty, the majority of them, I don't even want to hear new music from them. <laughs> okay. No, I'm being I'm being real okay. because a lot of them, when I hear new music from them, it's just not good. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I don't want to taint my memory of how good they were. Right. And I think as an artist now, now that I'm getting older, that's something that I'm conscious of. I always am like, oh man, I hope that uh, you know, I hope I can age gracefully in this. And and not have to be not not have to ever stop myself and go okay you just you just you know uh, you, you 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 became that thing you know what I'm saying I'm trying not to say nobody's names 
but you just went the way of such and such. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, uh, I, you know, I want to keep making music, man, forever, but I don't ever want to end up like some of my heroes where it's like, oh, dog, why are you still doing this? But, you know, I'm glad I'm saying this out loud because hearing myself say it, I'm kind of like, you know what? Who cares? Fuck it. Fuck it. I, I will keep making music forever, even if it reaches the point where people are like, you need to just quit. You know, fuck it, man. I'm not ever going to quit. I might, you know, it might be, it might reach a point where nobody's going to hear the music that I'm making anymore. Sure. But, but I probably won't ever stop making it. You, know what you mean? shouldn't. You shouldn't until, until you feel that you have reached that level and like you have no more to say. And I don't think you're ever going to do that. I'm actually looking at the list right now in front of me, and I don't think there's anyone here that I don't want to hear more of in the future, but that's a really good way of looking at stuff. I never thought about it that way. I got I got you, Cannabis, Chino, Sage, Aesop Rock, Planet Asia, but fi- see, well, there's other artists that just aren't active anymore, like Last, em- Last Emperor. Like, I don't know what happened to Last Emperor, and I was a huge Last Emperor fan. I don't know. What yeah, yeah. Buck Fifty. He's dope. Like I, want, I, I wonder what he's doing. You know what I mean? Like MF Grimm. Like I don't know where MF Grimm is, and I and I've tried to hunt him down so many times, and no one knows where the man is. And it's like that's so disappointing. But there are artists like you on this list that are still doing their thing. The more technique, low key. They're still they're still developing and they're still growing, and that's amazing for for a little kid like me. You know. You know, I think that what's important for an artist to continue growing and developing is to stay on the road. I think when an artist stops playing shows and being around people, mm. then some maybe maybe that's a part of it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's a part of it. You know, because when you, when you just name some of the people and you're like, well, I don't know what happened to him and he's not putting out music anymore, I think some of those people are also not really performing anymore. And I think that the performance is what really puts you in a position of having this like you can make a song and put it online and never have to actually fully confront that song never have to actually fully get to know that song but mm-hmm. to get on a stage and perform that song and look at people react to that song that really forces you to 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 reconcile the song within yourself you know what i'm saying to really get to know that song even that much more personally and it's your song you know what i'm saying but yeah. but to really get to know it you got to present it to people live and i feel like like you know you should check Great example. This is a person that's he's just he's a he's a fucking road warrior. He stays out there, and I think that's what will always keep him pushing himself to figure out how to make music that is going to connect with people because he knows what that means. He knows what that means. He never forgot what that meant. You know what I'm saying? And I guess if you're in, you're literally interacting with the audience that you're hoping is 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 there for you, right? So. If you don't go out there and, and, and face them face to face, you really don't have any idea of who it is is listening to you, right? So yeah. the, the the mentality of, of that of an artist um, that keeps and also experiences like what are you gonna write about, bro? If you're never out, if you're never out in front of the audience, you never feel that pressure, your, your butterflies in your stomach. Like you need a you need stuff to help you remember, I guess, right? Right. Is that do you still face that sometimes? Is that still something or oh. Man, I've never not had butterflies. I've, I, 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 man, I just played two shows this weekend, and I was scared as shit before both of them. Yeah. But both of them were amazing shows. Like, both of them were fun as hell. But, yeah. 
the, 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 the fear, the fear before the show is directly correlated to how much fun I'm going to have on stage. So when I am scared, I embrace it. Because I know what's about to happen. I know it's about to translate into a really good time.
Let me ask you really quickly though. Uh, uh, the I you said that you started the label because you felt that it was a necessity that no one else was doing it right, and then you in uh, Soundfit also is that is that what kind of came up on the same basis? You think? That it just wasn't being pretty much right, or it wasn't that because I mean we've I've, well no no it's 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 not it's, it's not so much that it wasn't being done right we started the label because we didn't have a choice nobody in New York or L A was checking Minneapolis for rappers nobody was gonna sign Atmosphere right so rather than waiting waiting around and sending out demos to people who weren't gonna fuck with us it just made sense for us to be like fuck it let's start a record label mm -hmm. you know what I mean and with Soundset it was like. You know, every time we threw events here in the city, the events were successful. When we watched other people throw events, the events weren't always successful. Mm -hmm. And so I'm looking at it going, hey, how come, how come this, how come there's, there's not enough people at this fucking Mob Deep show? How come there's not enough people at this fucking, like, what's wrong? Why are these promoters not able to fill the room? Because there are people here that love these artists. So that was kind of why I think we decided to become quote unquote promoters uh, because we knew we had a connection with a, with an audience that was big enough that we could fill a room. Well, it turned into us bringing our friends to town, little brother, dilated peoples, Aesop rock, you know, brought them all to town for this big festival and got, you know, I think it was like 8,000 people to come out to it or something like that. And that was a huge success to us. Cause we were like, look, see, See, we, we could do that with underground artists. Just imagine what we could do if we could try to present some more mainstream artists. Because otherwise, you know, Minneapolis is just going to continue to be a flyover mm -hmm. for a lot of these rap artists. You know what I'm saying? So that was kind of the basis for Soundset. It was like, look, if ain't nobody else going to do this right, let's just do it. And then we can at least make sure that this scene is getting artists that they normally wouldn't get a chance to see. And these artists are getting a chance to connect with the people in this scene because these artists might not normally get that chance to. You know what I mean? And so, and I mean, don't get it twisted. It's also, there's financial benefits. Soundset makes some money. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, it, it, it all comes together to just make it worthwhile. Now, in the same breath, Soundset is like the biggest thorn in my neck. Cause that shit is a huge undertaking that, that, that commands a lot of attention and resources from the record label for a big chunk of the year. Right. And so often it can, it's also very frustrating as well, but you know, anything good is going to also come with some frustration. Like if you don't have sacrifice, then what are you really earning? You know what I mean? And, and I, and I, and I get it. And I think it speaks to your character and, and it might not even be something that you think about, but having been attending these festivals, you know, pay dues, rock the bells, whatever. And then eventually to see them kind of crumble upon themselves due to their own actions, you know, and we won't get any more specific on that. Having seen uh, Soundset start doing it right, at least in my eyes, right, is a, is a fresh, it's air. It's, it's, just, it's amazing to be like, okay, good. And it makes sense that it would come out of Rhyme Sayers. Like, just the mentality that you guys have approaching your artists, you approaching your art form. Like I wouldn't expect any less from Rhyme Sayers to have sounds to be yes, the ASA has uh, you know, underground independent artists, but it also has the commercial success and it's attracting the the, the audience that it's meant to attract and it's giving respect to all these artists, like you say, that may not have access to this crowd is introducing them to that and that and alone and then the cost is is really good, everything's really dope, you know, and um, so that's also something that I, I really wanted to 
to point out that you know as a hip hop like we we're all really appreciating how clean of a of a how clean sound set kind of developed to be you know well you know I'll tell you what though I think a big advantage that Soundset had that maybe some of those other festivals didn't have is our location mm-hmm. you know because when when you got when you're throwing festivals in in Los Angeles or San Francisco or New York there's a lot of competition and and now is it just competition but the people that live in those like the, the the clients the the fans the people that come out they have a lot of stuff that they that they can choose from they can choose to do all kinds of different things whereas here soundset is one of a kind there is not going to be another hip hop festival here this is the one this year this is it and so i i i think that you know um cuz i know you mentioned you know that there's personal decisions going on with the pay dues or the rock the bells, but all, we, we, we make mistakes too. You know what I'm saying? We, everybody does. But the thing that we have, I think uh, the advantage that we have that maybe some of the other ones didn't have was literally the market. The marketplace here is um, like they, they, they don't have any other choices. And, you, and so it's not, will always be in Minneapolis, right? You're never going to, you're never gonna like bring it to LA or bring it anywhere else. Like that's that's where you're gonna hold it from now on. Or is there future plans of maybe doing it here, doing it there? I mean, not that I'm aware of. Okay. But that that's not to say that that's not to say you know, Soundset's a handful of people. Some of those people might have a spark in their 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 a, a glimmer in their eye about trying something new. I don't know, but but nothing that I've been told. You know what I'm saying? I feel like Soundset is. It's a it's it's if we were to start trying to take sounds to other places, it's like we'd have to hire a bunch more people. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, there's just no way there's no way that the team that we have could take on another fucking another festival. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and still run the and still run a record label. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like uh, now that's not to say we don't throw big shows. Like we got big we throw big shows in Colorado every year. Uh, we're, we're, we're thinking about trying to throw a big show in LA this year. You know, there's, there's things that we do, but I would never put them into the same category as sound set. I would say those, they're more atmosphere ventures. You know, mm-hmm. atmosphere throws big shows in Colorado where atmosphere headlines the show and I put my friends on the bill and, you know, we play Red Rocks and that's like, you know, 9,000 people. That's a big ass show. Yeah. But I don't know that I'm ready to like go and spearhead something the size of sound set in another, in another state because you know i live here i know this area we we know how to do this here but it, i would have to move to la for a year in order to really feel like i could throw a fucking festival out there you know what i'm saying and, and that was something that i was going to kind of bug you but i was like you're still living in, in minneapolis right and i don't know yes. do you have yes. an la home do you have an la home do you have an east coast home no 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 man shit's too expensive out there man I'm cool. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's, it's kind of like uh, kind of like 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 the cost of living here in Minneapolis. Let's say I make the same amount as somebody in Los Angeles. My money goes way further here in Minneapolis. Okay. So I could save more. I can I can I can maybe um, live a little bit more like humble and quiet. And, and, and set aside more money for, 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 for my family and shit like that if I stay here. You know what I'm saying? Real estate's cheaper. Just life in general's cheaper. So it always made sense for me to just go out into the world and get the resources and then bring them back here and apply them to here. You know what I'm saying? The problem you know, is... The, yeah, like, you know, you know the, it is the, 
you know, East Coast, West, that's where you're going to find, for, just for business-wise, I thought it would make sense for you to move down here. But you don't, you don't think that's... Sure, I'm sure, okay. yeah. I'm sure that I'd miss out on some opportunities, business-wise, because I live here, mm-hmm. but that's it to me. To me, it's just uh, uh, it's a it's a give and take. You know what I'm saying? Like it's that's that's just a, a decision I made. Is that you know what? I might miss out on some business opportunities, but for the most part, I could do my job from here just fine and not have to worry about earthquakes. <laughs> you mentioned that that's really that's really a thing for you. But you got earthquakes, really? That's that. But you, you guys are cold all the time, dude. That that doesn't bother you. But the earthquakes that happen once every 15 years. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's real. It's freezing here. Someday I would love to live on an island or on a beach. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to... Man, I don't want to... I don't want to be 70 years old and be out here trying to shovel snow. You know what I'm saying? That's for sure. Yeah. But as, as, of, right, as of right now... Ain't nobody fucking with the school. Ain't nobody fucking with the school system here. This, the, the, our, our school, our school system's on point. Our real estate's on point. Our cost of living is on point. And so it's just a, it's a, it's a smart decision right now to stay based here as a, as a company. I love that. I love that. You're like my school system's on point, son. Like wow. <laughs> so yeah, as a, as a, as a company and as a family, it makes sense to be based here right now. Right. You know, now, don't get it twisted. When I get older. Like like I say, I would love to move to Savannah, Georgia, or or move to move to Maui or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I I would love to I would love to get old on a beach, but that's just not how it is right now. No, no, no I hear you. No, that, dude, it's uh, it's good. I'm glad that you're wherever it is that you need to be to to let you breathe as an artist. I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? Um, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, Thank you. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> And she's killing me again, it's the same old tale I've been murdered a million times But somehow I keep coming back to life The same mountain, I continue to climb And I'm not as confused as I am considerate Back and forth between my cigarette and her clitoris Working on both like it's nobody's business Such an odd way to gain God's forgiveness And all of my friends believe I should forgive myself They insist that I've done nothing wrong But I'm not convinced till I finish every bottle on the shelf And I've run out of reasons to write my songs And all of her friends think I'm holding her back It's beautiful, but they don't know the half They're barely aware of a fraction Blinded by dramatics, ignoring all the passion Wooden ships on the water of the titans to balance the excitement challenge the enlightenment and flash my vice grips maintenance man keeping faith in my plan if it's possible i'll fix it and if not then i'll kick there was a time when i would follow it into a storm 
And all I wanted was someone to keep me warm But now I'm torn by my tolerance I fight with my head I don't need to pollinate a flower that's dead And everyone I've built, I've watched wilt And everyone that has built me is killing me And as much as I love her, neither one of us should suffer So I'ma glue both the wings back on and watch her flutter Fly, butterfly, don't cry, shut your eyes Gonna watch each other die before we give it another try Hover, little hummingbird, dart through the sky I've been under the thumb, it's no wonder I'm still shy Hunger, onward with my desires Learn the hard way not to play with fire From a comfortable distance I'll admire Because I've gotta take a break, I'm exhausted, I'm tired Hunger, onward with my desires Learn the hard way not to play with fire From a comfortable distance I'll admire Because I've gotta take a break, I'm exhausted, I'm tired Wooden ships finalize the interview uh did you want to did you want to mention the album at all sure yeah 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 yeah. me and anthony made another record i'm not 100 percent sure when that record is going to come out it's going to be this summer um you know but i'm not too worried about when it's going to come out like here's the thing i've learned is make the art then let the label do what they know how to do give it to them mm-hmm. let them do their job you know, I am part of the label, so I'm in on those meetings, but I also know that I don't know everything, so let's sit back and see what everybody wants to do, you know? And so I, I'm pretty sure they're going to make an announcement soon about when they want to drop the record. Um, but I'm excited for it to come out. It's, it was it was a lot of fun to make. Me and Anthony had more fun making this record than, than, than probably any other record ever. What? Now, I don't know if that means... Yeah. I don't know if that means it's a good record. I can't tell you that that means it's going to be a good record or not. I like it. We'll see if other people like it. I don't know. But I do know this is the funnest record I've ever made. Wow. That that says a lot. Because, well, I mean, again, I'm just assuming that you had a blast making, like, you don't know how much fun we're having or something like that, you know? Because to me, I had a blast listening to it. So I'm just like, damn, we must have fucking knocked this out. It would have been awesome. Do we have a name for the coming album? It's called Fishing Blues. Fishing Blues? Fishing Blues. Yeah, very Minnesotan. <clears throat> very nice. I like that. 
I like that. Well, man, I'm excited to hear it, dude. I really am excited to hear it, and uh, I can't wait to see you do the promo for it and start going out there again. It's um, it's it really it's been an amazing life following your career, so I gotta say, uh, thank you for everything. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. It's the truth, man, and thank you for for continuing to do it at the caliber and quality that you're still doing it. And I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only one that's gonna be super excited to hear the new album coming out. I hope you like it. Feel free to let me know what you think after it comes out. Feel free to give me some uh, your, your honest opinion. Oh, uh, this is a this is the first record in a long time that we had uh, some, some other voices on it too. Like we actually tapped a couple of our friends to do some things on it, and and so I'm kind of I'm kind of curious as to how people are going to react to that as well. Is to you know hearing other people rap or or, or sing or do whatever it is that they're going to do on it. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, awesome. I mean, like, you you don't want to talk about what, what names you got on there yet, or you want to hold on to that? Oh man, I'm not sure if it's if it's a good idea to to say it. You know, what I mean, like, I think uh, like there ain't nothing crazy on it. it. Ain't like I got Lloyd Banks on it or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, there's nothing on it that's gonna nothing's gonna surprise you. You Dude, know what I'm saying? I was at a Dallas concert. I was at a Dallas Hill concert, and they're like, yeah, we got this new album coming out. We got this person we got in the crowd cheering, and they're like, yeah. And, and and we got two chains on a track. Silence. Just pure silence from the crowd. And then he's like defending oh, wow. it. He started defending it. Like, no, 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 wait, wait, till you hear his, wait till you hear his verse. That shit is fire. That shit is Listen, fire. man, I'll be honest with you, man. I would love to get two chains on a no. fucking atmosphere song. <laughs> Listen, man. I, not not because of the exposure, uh-huh. but because of trying to crack the code. Mm. Like how how would we use two chains? How how what is the? Because you know we would still have to do an atmosphere thing with it. And right. so what's what would be the way to do that? See that kind of shit is fly to me because it's like nowadays people got to get over the whole no that's mainstream that's underground. There's no such thing anymore, man. Everybody got a fucking everybody's phone has got Spotify and everybody listens to all kinds of shit now. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's no longer this need for us to to identify just as one thing. You can listen to punk rock, hip hop, bebop, whatever the fuck you want. You know what I mean? It's like be it all. And so how would I use two chains? That would be amazing. Like I would try to get him to like sing some kind of sad song about lost love or some shit. You know what I mean? Like it, it would just be like that's and so to me it's all about cracking the code it's all about solving the puzzle you know what i'm saying like how would i use 50 you know what i mean like it would be like fucking lloyd banks you know now that i said this i might try to reach out to that motherfucker and see see what's up lloyd like like let's 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 make a deal you know, you see what we can do like a super hardcore like you should try to get like kooji rap or like chino excel and just be like this super hardcore hardcore hip-hop and have them do some of your shit I think that Kuzi Rapto Necro already did that, so that's not even that wouldn't even be as original oh, okay. to have an underground dude do it. You know what I mean? But yeah. but but Chino Chino is underground, so me and him we we belong on a song together anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he but, talks but, very but I, about saying, you. I don't know why that hasn't happened yet. Like Chino also he will, he will. things, man. Somebody who somebody who would just fuck the public up. They'd be like, what? Why is he doing? What? How did that happen? Ooh, you know what I'm saying? Like, let me. It gets like, sense. <laughs> Word up. Yo, that's too far. There see, it is. See, now you're like, whoa. There, there it, it is. is. Not no, no, no. There it is. There it is. Now I got to figure out oh, how to. No. You know what? Because <laughs> I'm going to be no, like, responsible yeah. for this collabo. That's not good. I'm talking about, like, 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 what about, like, uh. Man, I don't like E40. 
or or maybe like uh uh. Well, you you were talking to uh, you were talking to um uh oh dude uh, da, 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 da. I saw it on the Twitter that you're like oh we should do a track together. Not he forty. What's the dude's name? Dude, he, I I can't believe the name is escaping me. He did that track with Pac. He did the t- the song with Tupac. Only God can judge me. You don't want to talk about. It. Nah, who are you talking about? Yeah, I saw you on the Twitter. Rapping, yeah, rapping, rapping Fortnite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be tight. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. Yeah, me and Forte and Sage Francis should all do a song together. You should, you should definitely do. <laughs> that would be out of control. That would be ridiculous. I'm telling you, man, that'd be awesome. Uh, dude, I had a great time talking to you, man. I really appreciate you sitting down with me. I really. It really means a lot to me. And believe it or not, dude, this our, our interviews are very structured somehow. And we have segments that we like to throw at the artists that I won't ask you now because I want to wait until we're face-to-face for me to ask you these questions. Okay. <laughs> so I have, I, have a, I have a 12 rounds, right? That, that's our signature of the show. And I know it can okay. be risky because it might not happen in the future for whatever reason, but I have hopes that it will, that you and me will get to sit down face-to-face. And I really want to ask right. these twelve questions when I see you. So okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a risk and I'm gonna hold off on that, and then uh, hopefully okay. you know we we can make it pop. You know I'll go to your I'll go to a show or you come to the studio or whatever it be. Okay. Brother, thank you so much for this for the interview. I really appreciate it. It meant a lot to me. I'm sure my fans are really going. Likewise, to man. Likewise, thank you for your time. Have a have a have a great afternoon and. Have a great summer, man. It's it's you know what it, I remember. What was the ghost face that was like? You know, enjoy your summer. Not everybody gets to live through the summer, so enjoy this shit, man. Yeah, I, I, I likewise. And, and man, sounds like you're still having fun doing what you're doing, bro. So, so keep doing it. We're here listening, man. Trust me, we're here. We're not going nowhere. All right, man. All right. All right. Let me let me close off the show, and then we'll talk logistics really fast, right? Okay. So this concert seven one four. Thank you guys for joining us once again. Of course, our our. Our guest for tonight was Slug from the Atmosphere. Uh, we want to thank him for showing us some love. So for for Slug, for Atmosphere, for Rhyme Sayers, for Real Hip Hop Everywhere, this is Concept 714 asking you, demanding that you help us wake the flock up. You are now tuned into the Wake the Flock Up Network.